This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Is it possible that Georgia Tech is back? We don't have to talk a ton about it, but last time I saw Roddy Jones in a football uniform, it was a Georgia Tech uniform. And are your are your guy? I asked this of Anish Sharoff, the voice of the uh, Panthers, and he did the State Virginia game on Friday night. I asked him if his Syracuse Orange were were real, and he just wanted to brush it off. Uh, is Georgia Tech like a factor? It depends on your definition of a factor. <laughs> um, uh, first of all, thanks for having me on, man. It's always good to catch up. Um, This is a Georgia Tech team that has really done a lot of good things this season, uh, but has not been able to overcome what, to be honest, uh, were better teams, Louisville Mm -hmm. and Ole Miss, um, but also have not been able to string together a full game. I'm not sure that they did that against Wake Forest either, but at the same time, it's a Georgia Tech team that is validated in getting an ACC win. It's a really – like. I won't say they're a really good team, but they are a good team that is going to be in just about every game. So I am encouraged by what, what Brent Key has done. I think when you look at that offense and the identity that they've sort of established, the speed that they have on offense um, with Jamal Haynes mm-hmm. and with, uh, and with uh, EJ Singleton, I, I think that you have pieces to really build. They don't maybe have – or they may, they may have a number one receiver in EJ Singleton – but he's not like a senior number one guy, third down and seven, go get me one. Um, but he could develop into that guy. But they've got a lot of guys that can contribute. The running back room I really like. Haynes King is playing quarterback as well as anybody this side of Drake May, Riley Leonard, and Jordan Travis in the league. So I, I'm really encouraged by what I've seen from Georgia Tech this year. I think they could be a bowl team at the end of the year, but even if they fall just short of that, I think you've seen some real positives uh, so far this season. Here's what the way I look at it. They're going to be a problem for some of the teams on their schedule that have higher goals. Uh, and I think if you're Miami, don't fall asleep. And if you're North Carolina and you're going to Atlanta, uh, you better bring it because that is not going to be uh, an easy one at all. Roddy Jones, former Yellow Jacket, joining us on the Adam Gold Show, now a star at ESPN. Uh, all right, let's let's start. College game day is coming to Durham. I, I'm going to talk to Dave Harding. I mean, it's just awesome. I'm going to talk to Dave Harding of the Duke Radio Network uh, coming up in about 45 minutes. Uh, but when you look at the Blue Devils, what do you see? Uh, I see a really well-coached team that has significantly improved from a talent standpoint in Mike Elko's short tenure. Um it is it is really a team that defensively they fly around and they 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 have established the fact that they're going to be physical they're going to be aggressive um, and they believe they believe they belong on the field and you know this is sort of the um, the hidden side of the transfer portal I was I've done a bunch of Group of Five versus Power Five games this year James Madison versus Virginia Marshall Virginia Tech uh, being two of them and. If, when you talk to those coaches, they tell you, yeah, our guys aren't intimidated by paying Power 5 schools because we have 35 guys on our roster, in the case of Marshall, mm-hmm. 35 guys on our roster that have been at Power 5 schools before. And so when you get a place like, when you get to a place like Duke and you've got guys on the roster 
that have been through the transition, but then you supplement it with guys that have been at Texas A&M, that have been at a Clemson, that have been at some really uh, at some Power Five schools that expect to win. They expect to win. They expect to have an identity. They're hungry for coaching, and so I really think Mike Elko has done a great job of establishing a culture, of establishing a way to play of coaching his team really well. They're an excellent first and second down offense. A lot of that's because of Riley Leonard. Mm-hmm. They're an excellent defense in terms of uh, bringing the football down, literally tackling the football. They're really good at that. And <laughs> yep. it's an underrated skill defensively. So I love that game day is going there. I love the excitement that Mike Elko has gotten around that program. And honestly, if it weren't for Colorado sort of stealing all everybody's shine, I think more people will be talking about the job that Mike Elko is doing in Durham. Well, they were talking about it possibly in East Lansing where Michigan State's looking for a new head football coach uh, after moving on from Mel Tucker, and Mike Elko is opening up a ton of eyes. I go back to the first game against Clemson, and I know that there, you know, it was a weird fourth quarter, and Clemson think, feels like they should have won all of that. But the really the thing that really jumped out to me was that Duke looked like they belonged on the field with Clemson. They were not overwhelmed by anything the Tigers did. Uh, they went toe to toe with them. They've got depth on the defensive line. They've got uh, a number of good players in the secondary. They have depth there. Uh, and if you can be good on the defensive line and good in the secondary in college football, I mean that's that's enough to be good defensively, and I think they need to run it better, but I enjoyed what I saw. Let me ask you about Clemson and Florida State, um, because I did think there was, there was some delicious irony in Dabo Sweeney insisting that he hadn't lost faith in Robert Gunn, yet they brought a kicker in from, I don't know, some economics class uh, who had walked on the last four years and was about to take a job in New York City and move uh, but they needed a kicker to kick short field goals, and then he went and missed a 29-yard field goal. I feel sorry for the kid, uh, but there was something ironic about that. And then Florida State wins the game in overtime. That just could be me being petty. Do you think that's me being petty? Oh, sorry. You cut out at the very end. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I do not think that's petty. You know, the, the I think the irony of it all is that he stick with, stuck with DJ Uyunglele for two whole years, and you know, his kicker, uh, Robert Gunn, who came in highly touted, he sticks with him for three games and then goes and gets the guy off the street for the Florida State game. Like, I, I, that I don't necessarily understand. I get it's a different position uh, when you're changing the quarterback as opposed to the kicker. Like, you barely notice as a player when they change the kicker. Everybody notices when they change the quarterback. Right. Um, but in that situation, I don't know how you take a guy who had never kicked a college field goal before uh, despite being on the team and kicking some extra points, and you stick him in the Florida State game. I just don't know how you do that. And it ended up biting him. You know, I, I think Davo has earned the benefit of the yeah. doubt in a lot of ways. But that doesn't mean we can't question decisions that are being made. Like, this is not the offense that Garrett Riley was running at TCU. Why is that? This is not, um, you know, the, this is not the Clemson team that we've become accustomed to at the wide receiver position. Why is that? Well, I think both of those things that go back to Dabo Sweeney. The, there's talk about Garrett Riley um, having to make concessions about running the air raid when he got to Clemson because that's not what Dabo wanted, which, you know, it kind of plays to their strengths. The running backs are their strengths. But then the wide receiver position, the difference in that game, Clemson outplayed Florida State in that game. Mm-hmm. Like You look at the stats, you look at play-by-play, like Clemson was the better team, and yet Florida State had the, be- had the best players on the field, yeah. and they made the difference. Keon Coleman made the difference. He's a transfer from Michigan State. Kalen Deloach's play, um, while Kalen Deloach isn't a transfer, 
all the guys around him trotting to the end zone were transfers. Tatum Bethune transfer, Brayden Fish transfer. And so Clemson has to be stop being so so dug in on what they're doing because Adam Golden studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Dabo has seen his wide receiver room in particular, and it's easy to pick on, but Dabo has seen his wide receiver room in particular be hit uh, by attrition. They're not old at wide receiver because they don't have, uh, because guys have left. You know, Dakari Collins has left. EJ Williams has left. These guys that could have been good in their fourth and fifth years, um, but now you're relying on a Tyler Brown who, you know, you can blame Tyler Brown or Bo Collins. On that third and one in overtime, Kate Klubnick made the right read. There were two guys for Florida State over there to defend three guys for Clemson. He made the right read. The freshman receiver and the junior receiver messed up the blocks, or else Adam Randall gets the first down. Well, that could have been a fifth-year senior receiver and a fourth-year junior receiver instead, but but they're not old at the receiver right. position, so it ends up costing you. Yeah, it's, it's, it is interesting. Um, I actually thought... I was never sold on Cade Klubnick, but I thought he looked like he was a guy that you that could take you where you needed to go if the rest around him at receiver were better. There, you're not going to find a better running back in the league than, than Will Shipley. I mean, he is. I mean, I I actually am afraid for him because he's carrying the ball so much. I worry about a pro career. I worry about uh, the tires having no tread on it. When he finally gets to the NFL, but because I, I think he's that good, but man, he is taking some abuse while he is still in college. Um, all right, how good is Miami, Roddy Jones? I think Miami's very good. Um, I think they're good enough to make it to the ACC championship game. Now they've got Clemson later on this year. They've got Florida State later on this year. So the schedule may prevent it, but they've gotten so much better on the offensive line. Tyler Van Dyke looks incredibly comfortable. They've established that they have depth at receiver so that even if you take away one guy, you know, Xavier Restrepo or Colby Young or Jacoby George or Brashad Smith, like all of those guys that made plays so far this year, um, heck, Elijah Horton's made plays for him at receiver as well. So I think they're a very good team. Now, can they survive it down the stretch and play well week in and week out? That's remained to be seen, but they've gotten so much better on the defensive side of the ball and that defensive line and that linebacker that I really like this Miami team. And I think in a wide open ACC, like there's, you could legitimately convince me that Clemson, um, this is, this is Florida state. We're assuming Florida state gets to the ACC championship, Mm -hmm. but you could convince me that Clemson, North Carolina, uh, Miami, Louisville, Duke, uh, and then maybe an outside flyer on like an NC State. You probably couldn't convince me of that yet. But <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I think you legitimately could convince me that five teams could make the ACC championship game opposite Florida State, uh, which is really great for the league, and Miami's squarely in that. Oh, there's no question. The next three games for them are, I think, very interesting. Home against Georgia Tech. They have a bye week this week. Home against Georgia Tech. Then they are up here in Chapel Hill, and then they are home against Clemson. Um, it, yeah. it, there's, there are, Miami is absolutely one of those teams that could be opposite, uh, Florida state in the ACC title game. 
and if it's Miami, Florida State, it only took about 18 years to get here, Uh, and that would be amazing. Roddy Jones from It's called called playing the long game, Adam Gold. Playing the long game. Patience. We just needed patience. (laughs) Why didn't John Swafford tell us that then? Uh, Roddy Jones, I appreciate your time, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks, man. Have a good one. You got it. Roddy Jones here on the Adam Gold Show. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate.